Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life. There's something wrong in the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Secret Podcast at Service of Change, where we challenge reality, question at what you've been taught, in hopes of inspiring a new direction of thought to bring about change. It's the show that aims to make the paranormal normal and the supernatural natural, exploring human psychic potential, conspiracy theories, and so much more. You know, I've been working on my, uh, just refining my, my targeting for the show, and really been forced to think about, you know, Who's my audience? Obviously, you if you're listening to the show. But what's one of my main goals of this show? Uh, you know, obviously to make the supernatural natural and the paranormal normal. What does that mean? I, I think that we all have these innate abilities that have been repressed or forgotten or just unused. And like a muscle that doesn't get used, it goes into a state of atrophy. But I'd like to ex- continue to explore the psychic potential in all of us uh, because I believe that these talents can benefit our, ourselves and society. We use remote viewing. We're using that now to predict the news one month in advance at least. We can learn use it to understand different events and understand maybe what our enemies are doing, maybe what you know uh, possible courses of action to take, what the outcomes would be if we went in such a direction. Astral projection, we have lots to learn. And then you know, Reiki healing and, and psychic healing and things of that nature. Um, there's just so many benefits to doing that. And I like to delve into the conspiracy theories and stuff. And when we get to the news today, uh, I'm going to talk about the mind control stuff in some mainstream sources and in some scientific journals of how uh, the science is now developing ways to control your mind, to wipe your memories. I've covered this on shows in the past as well. That's just the news. That I mean, I have so much that I want to get into today. But with this show, I'd like to talk about with this show, um, the overall theme of this show is traditional Chinese medicine and some things that I've been going through with my own health, uh, I guess for the past couple of months, and how traditional Chinese medicine is helping me and the philosophy behind it. And those of you that are interested, I've had some requests um, you know, on how you can start maybe a different course of action with healthcare and, and you know, looking at what some people call alternative medicine, traditional medicine, this might be a good starting point for you. I'm going to have a lot of links in the show notes. If you haven't done so already, sign up for the secret newsletter at serviceofchange.com because each week you'll have all of this content sent right to your inbox. So you don't have to go through the trouble, which I would love you to do anyway, of going to serviceofchange.com and clicking on the show notes and then finding the links and doing your research. Every week I put this, it goes out Sunday mornings, servicechange.com, just hit the newsletter button. Sunday morning, you're going to have it in there. It's going to have the show notes. It's going to have the link. So if you hear something, and the show is going to be right there too. So you just click the link for the show if you're not already subscribed. Um, but you know, you can click the links and you can do, start your own research. If I say something that, that resonates with you, instead of remembering, oh, I got to go to that website and then click this link, it'll be right there in your inbox. All right, that's long enough of a commercial. Uh, this week, I also tried to expand the show a little bit. Obviously, we're on iTunes, we're on SoundCloud. Uh, we are now available on Google Play, on TuneIn Radio, and I started a Tumblr account just for the fun of it, so you can catch some of the stuff that I'm putting up there on Tumblr if you uh, if you are on Tumblr as well. And obviously, Twitter at Dennis Nappy the second D E N N I S N A P P I I I, and uh, on Facebook as well. All right, enough with the commercials. I want to talk about some of this news here. This was, uh, I'm cutting stuff out as well, too. But let's see, where is this one here? 
This comes to us from elifesciences.org. These, this is an, a published article here under neuroscience. It's called Magnetothermal Genetic Deep Brain Stimulation of Motor Behaviors in Awake Freely Moving Mice. Basically, what does this article say or what does this research say is that they found a way to hack the brain of mice and control their motor skills, to control their behavior. I'm just going to read the abstract. Establishing how, and a lot of sciencey terms that were tough for me, but uh, let's let's fight through it. Establishing how neurocircuit activation causes particular behaviors requires modulating the activity of specific neurons. Here we demonstrate the mag- magnothermal, I'm sorry, magnetothermal genetic stimulation. Say that three times fast. Provides tetherless deep brain activation sufficient to evoke motor behavior in awake mice. The approach uses alternating magnetic fields to heat supermagnetic nanoparticles on the neuro neuro. I can't even say this. Neuronal membrane. Neurons heat sensitized by expressing TRPV1 are activated with magnetic field application. Magnetothermal genetic stimulation in the motor cortex invoked ambulation. Deep brain stimulation in the stratum caused rotation around the body axis. And stimulation near the ridge between ventral and dorsal stimulation caused freezing of gait. The duration of the behavior correlated tightly with field application. This approach provides genetically and spatially targetable, repeatable, and temporarily precise activation of deep brain circuits without need for surgical implantation of any device. So basically, I think what they're... What they do is they somehow put some kind of nanotechnology in the brain that's reactive to magnetic fields. When they apply these magnetic fields, what happens is that it can control the movements or freeze the movements in laboratory mice. Now, nanotechnology is something that's taking off. We already talked about a couple shows ago, Elon Musk's endeavors working with merging the human brain with computer technology using nanotechnology, these tiny little robots and circuits that go into your body. Uh, So it's out there. Now, this is what's out here in the mainstream. They have this ability to now control the movements of mice. I I believe personally that this, in some deep black budget, is already out there and able to do even greater things than this report studies. But the mainstream is now catching up to what I think is already available out there. But if not, think of the implications of this. Once they can get this into, I mean, what if they can ingest this, put this in food? What if they can put this in rain? What if this is in chemtrails and we ingest it? Now, don't hit the panic button. I'm just, I'm just thinking out loud here, though, of the implications of this. The reason why I'm saying this is, again, these are things we need to be mindful of and we need to start thinking of countermeasures for. That's why I really think it's important to understand the content of the show that I talk about is understanding our own psychic potential, our own psyche. Because if we start paying attention to our feelings and our emotions and our internal thoughts, we start to recognize when certain things invade us that may not originate with ourselves. They may be the technological manipulations of a third force or a third party or another force that's out there. Sounds crazy, right? But I'm this happens. I'm quoting the science behind it right now. I know it sounds crazy when I say it out loud, but if we're aware of it, we can at least recognize it and we can develop countermeasures. I don't know what those countermeasures are right now to combat nanotechnology, but it might be something as simple as if they're using a magnetic field to activate these uh, nanotech in your head, well, then maybe a simple magnetic field can counteract the magnetic field that's activating this technology in your brain. Maybe wearing a tinfoil hat really will make the difference. I'm not even kidding here. If they're using electromagnetism 
that might inhibit the conduction of that. Anyway, moving forward on this, there's a couple other um, you know popular articles. One from the Sun and uh, one from where are we at here? BGR. I'll share all this stuff in the show notes at serviceofchange.com. Looking at more brain stuff. Uh, this comes from Natural News. Um, take it for what it's worth, but I thought it was interesting. They do have some links in here where you can look at some of the studies that they're claiming, but scientists claim people will love refugees once they are dosed with oxytocin, the hormone produced by babies to make their mothers love them. It's an interesting read. I'll share it in the show notes, Um, but they did three different studies, and they ultimately found that um, for people who love refugees, when they show them pictures and a little paragraph blurb about the refugees and about regular people who aren't refugees, the donations that they made to the refugees increased after being dosed with oxytocin. What the study found, though, was that people who didn't love refugees, there was no change in their contributions to the refugees' needs. However, they found that when a trusted authority figure gave basically good stuff, had good stuff to say about refugees and really talked them up, coupled with the oxytocin, it then had a positive effect on their donations towards refugees. So basically, this is what we looked at in uh, the one study that we showed the people ringing the bell and they were standing up. I talked about you know mind control and stuff before. That with the proper persuasive voice coupled with the drug, it can have an impact on changing your views or reactions towards refugees. Well, from a management standpoint, that sounds great, but from a freedom standpoint, I, you know, this is this is mind control. It doesn't get any more blatant than that. So check out this article. Uh, look at the science behind it. Uh, and, and again, we need to be mindful. You need to ask yourself, is this thought or opinion I have right now, is this my opinion? Or is this the opinion of the, of the stimulations that I'm being fed through social media, through the mainstream media, through whatever it is that you're listening to and consuming? That's why I'm always saying, be a smart consumer. Research what I'm saying, definitely. And I provide all the links for it. Make your own opinion. I don't care if you disagree with me. I, you know, Because if you disagree, that means you're an independent free thinker. As long as you're disagreeing because it's really how you feel and not because of the rhetoric that's so indoctrinated in your mind. And you really need to take a long, hard look at that. And that I talked about this last week. We are all culpable for different things in this world. Take pause. Tell yourself, I'm willing to accept blame. And then question, why do I feel this way about X, Y, Z? And start to really keep asking why until you get to the core of why you feel a certain way. And that's another way you can combat this manipulation and this mind control stuff. But you are your own prison guard because you have all these internal voices that stand up and say, oh, no, don't, that's crazy, or, or nope, th- these people are bad, or you have all these little, you know, uh, double-think mechanisms that activate in your brain. You have to fight through that and just keep asking why. It makes a big difference. I've been doing this for years. It's helped free me from a lot of my preconceived uh, notions that I had growing up as a child. All right, one more article that I want to get to, back up to the brain. Mainstream science now resembles CIA mind control programs to wipe memories. This is from the Activist Post. Uh, Years of research on mice proves that scientists can weaken or strengthen particular memories from your brain or outright delete inherent memories, The Guardian reported. Uh, So the Activist Post is quoting from The Guardian. I should have gone to the original source. Scientists hope that new... The new discovery could potentially be used to help those with cognitive decline or post-traumatic stress disorder by removing fearful memories. So, hey, this sounds like something good, right? We can use the same approach to selectively manipulate only the pathological fear memory while preserving all other adaptive fear memories which are necessary for our daily lives. 
Researchers use those mice to examine the pathways between amygdala area of the brain responsible for emotional memories and the area that produces particular sounds. They played a series of low and high pitch tones that shocked the mice's feet with electrodes on the high pitch sounds. The mice are special in that we can label or tag specific pathways that convey certain signals to the amygdala so that we can identify which pathways are really modified as the mice learn to fear a particular sound, Cho said. It is like a bundle of phone lines, he added. Each phone line conveys certain auditory information to the amygdala. This sounds, this is horrible. So basically what they did is they'd play a certain tone and then they'd shock the mouse on one foot and I guess then what they went through and they, they must have deleted the memory of the fear of the, I guess the to- the shock let's see i shouldn't guess i should just read uh the team then discovered it was possible to completely erase fearful unwanted memories using a technique called optogenetics while medication has been used for this purpose to remove the negative associations of some memories this technique involves using a virus to introduce genes into particular neurons in the brains of the mice that were involved in the high-pitched pathways. Once the virus was inside the cells, the genes resulted in the production of proteins which responded to light, allowing researchers to control the activity of the neurons. Taking mice with the fearful memories, the team exposed the neurons involved in the high-pitched pathway to low-frequency light, an approach which weakens the connections between the brain's neuron transmitters. It permanently erases the fear memory. We no longer see the relapse of fear. The fact that you can parcel out these memories to and manipulate them in a predictable fashion is remarkable. Uh, Sumatra Chachiri, an expert on memory of the National Center for Biological Sciences in Bangalore, India, told the New Scientist. This is scary. There's other studies in here that really that breaks this down even more. Uh, I'll save this for you to read and review. I don't want to steal all the activist post thunder there. Number one, they're talking about implanting viruses that then helps identify where these memories are so they can target them and neutralize them ultimately. But I know there's people crippled by fear. I know there's people crippled by trauma and by erasing these memories. I'm sure that may do a great benefit for them, but maybe it doesn't. Maybe, I mean, I've had some really bad stuff happen in my life and I'm definitely traumatic, traumatized from it. But I don't think I'd want to lose that memory. And again, maybe there's other people out there who have had worse experiences than me and they would like to get rid of that memory and not remember that. But it reminds me of the movie Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind with Jim Carrey and uh, the girl from Titanic. I can't remember her name right now. But this tech, and it sounds exactly what they're describing. They would target different pathways in the brain and then they would remove those memories and everything associated with that person. And then they'd completely forget. So if you broke up with somebody, that's how they were using it. You'd break up with your girlfriend. You don't want to remember her because it's too painful. And they just wiped it out. Is that where this is potentially going? Again, they're really mapping and hacking the brain. And I've been warning about this for the past year. This is great for people who want to forget certain traumas. It could be great for them. But what about people who are being indoctrinated, people who are may have witnessed something, whistleblowers who then get found and targeted and they wipe their memories from it. There was a movie, I think, starring Ben Affleck where that was the, how he would reverse engineer something and then they'd wipe his memory of everything that he did over the past year while he was reverse engineering it. I, I don't know. This just has some scary implications. Again, it's something I think we need to be mindful of and uh, maybe if you have something important and this technology gets a little bit more prevalent, you need to write it down, like those movies where people wake up and they forget everything the next day. You need to start leaving yourself a trail of breadcrumbs so you can remember as a possible 
countermeasure to this technology in case it can be weaponized and employed, which, it, again, in my opinion, it probably is on some level uh, in some deep black budget. All right, uh, last thought. We have the hurricane that's making landfall. Right now it's Friday, August 25th. It's supposed to make landfall this evening in Texas. I know there's been mass evacuations out of there. Uh, you know, I just want to stress... Be prepared. Have a plan for an emergency. It, you know, if you're out there and you're riding it out, um, again, I hope at this point you have a good supply of emergency stashes and a way to escape your home if the flooding starts to get too bad. Um, but again, just make this use this as an opportunity. Whenever I see a major storm coming through, whether it's affecting me or not, I use it as an opportunity to go through my emergency plan, my escape routes, my emergency supplies. Be prepared because the worst can happen and it can happen to you and your family and it's something you should take seriously so my thoughts are with the people that are in the path of this storm during the upcoming weekend all right let's talk about traditional chinese medicine I, i've spoken several times about just natural health care natural healing my and let me let me give my caveat i am not a doctor uh, please consult your healthcare professional if you are considering taking any courses of action that i offer here there you go now i can't get sued you have to say that stuff in this day and age. But my, you know, my journey has been, uh, you know, after my father died from cancer. That's, you know, kind of I was traumatized at, at what I learned at just how bad our food was and our healthcare was here in the United States. It's it's in a terrible state. And I was looking for a better way uh, to care for myself. I ended up developing horrible food anxiety, which I still suffer from today. Because every time I go to eat something, I'm thinking, all right, is this, is this uh, have preservatives in it? Does it have GMOs in it? Does it have chemicals in it? How's this going to affect me? And there's just so much stuff that goes through my head. And it's overwhelming. And the Western mindset of, for medicine is basically, I'm sick. I have pain. I have a problem. I take a pill. The pill makes me feel better. And yes, that is how it works at first. But what the problem with that is, is when you have an issue, that is simply a symptom of a greater problem within your body. So when you take that pill, what that pill does is it masks that symptom. And now it makes it more difficult to say, well, this symptom plus this symptom plus this symptom equals a causality from this portion of my body. So we're treating the symptoms not the causes. And it took me studying what I used to call alternative medicine, but I was recently educated that it's actually called traditional medicine because this was the first medicine. The stuff that we deal with today with chemicals and pills and drugs is the alternative stuff. Now, I'm not saying that's all bad. Presently, I have to take one pill a day for my thyroid, which I'm still trying to find a way to come off of that pill. So, you know, not to be a hypocrite here, but that's my ultimate goal when I can learn a better route to take to support my thyroid. So with traditional medicine, looking at let's look at traditional Chinese medicine. I had the opportunity to take a course online from uh, Michael Therrington, michaeltherrington.com. I'll have the links to the course through Udemy. It was a $10 course. And it was basically an introduction to traditional Chinese medicine. And what the Chinese look at, it's, it's a holistic approach, and they break everything down into systems. And this makes so much more sense to me than, oh, I have a headache, let me take a pill. It's a little confusing at first. It's a little complicated at first, but bear with me. They have five, there's five elements in Chinese medicine. You have your fire element, your earth element, your metal element, your water element, and your wood element. Now, each element is associated with various systems, and those systems have colors and seasons and a whole bunch of other things uh, that the deeper you get into this stuff, 
the more it applies to how you can treat yourself or be treated when you're having an issue. So the fire system affects your heart slash pericardium and your small intestine. The earth system is revolved around your stomach and your spleen. The metal system uh, is your lungs and your large intestine. I'm sorry, element. The water element is your kidney and your bladder. And the wood element is your liver and your gallbladder. Don't bother taking notes. I'm going to have the links to all of this stuff in your show notes uh, at servicetochange.com or in the newsletter that goes out on Sunday morning. So if it's Saturday and you're listening real quick, go sign up for the newsletter so you don't have to go searching for this stuff. So that's simple enough, right? So they have they have these different cycles within these. So you go through and you start to learn about each element. What's the earth element? Uh, and what does it look like when you're in good health? What does it look like in, when you're in bad health? And that's what I was reading uh, and taking with this course. It was, uh, I think, a six-hour course. It was a great introduction. And... Um, I've been having some issues, um, you know, and I think that, you know, when I had to put Gizmo down, uh, you know, a little over a week ago now, it's crazy how one sad event or traumatic event can trigger past events. So other stuff started coming up, some grief things that I've, I thought I dealt with in my life, but it just, it just all comes back. Um, so I was, I was feeling very depressed this week. I was feeling tired, um, you know, a little bit nauseous at times. I just had all these different issues manifesting. So I went through and I, I studied these systems and I looked at what does an imbalance, because they, they break it down. When this system is imbalanced, here's how the symptoms will present themselves. So Western mindset, I'm feeling depressed. Here, take this pill or as your friends say, go get drunk, go get high, you know, and you'll feel better. Well, not really. I'm just masking the symptom, not treating the cause of that symptom. So, uh, you know, I looked at all the different symptoms I was having because there were several, some physical, some mental, some emotional, some spiritual, okay? Um, and, and it gets into all of that because that's the holistic approach. It's not just our physical body that we do have an energetic side. We do have a spiritual side. We do have a mental component to ourselves. And all these things are affected. And all these systems are interrelated. And that's what's important here. These systems are all connected. So I determined, hey, I'm having an issue that I think originates with the element metal, metal. It deals with the lungs and the large intestines. And I looked at what, what's my first step? Well, what things support the metal element in my body system? Because the metal element is affiliated as well with, you know what, let me just read some of the issues here from the course that I took. Um, when you're out of balance, you have anxiety, shallow breathing, panic attacks. I had all of that. Uh, Self-doubt, loss of spiritual connection, Difficult to relax. Uh, what else? Repressed emotions, grief, sadness, bitterness, regret, unable to let go. Uh, let's see. Difficult to breathe through the nose. Easy to fatigue. So, I mean, there's a whole bunch of stuff going on here. Uh, some physical symptoms, some, like I said, mental, some emotional. And I read through all the systems, and this one, I, I had the most signified this was my strongest imbalance. So I said, okay, that's where I'm going to start. I'm going to eat foods that, uh, you know, have to do with metal. So some of the foods I recommend are foods that are pungent, like onions and garlic, because they, they have an effect on those, on the lungs and on the large intestines to help strengthen that system within my body. Uh, they also base it on colors, metal, the 
main color for metal is white, so they recommend uh, you know white rice because of the. Uh, I honestly don't know what the chemical breakdown is inside there, but things with the color white are supposed to be good for your body as well for a lot of different levels to support the metal, the lungs, uh, and the large intestines. So I, I went through the, uh, and I have other sources I'm going to share with you. Um, you know, several pages and pages worth of stuff, some PDFs that I'm going to put in the show notes where it breaks down by chart, by list, which element is supported by which foods, um, you know, and different recipes and different ideas. So that's what I did. I did a little bit of research. I identified metal as being my problem. And then I went through and I made a list of foods that will support that system. I'm sorry, we'll support that element. Well, if you study a little bit further, what we also know is that there's two systems within traditional Chinese medicine. The one system is called the, let's see here. Man, I'm really sucking today, aren't I? The Shen cycle. And that moves in a circular motion from fire Fire supports earth, earth supports metal, metal supports water, water supports wood, wood supports supports fire, and the cycle continues. So that's a system of support, of nurturing. They call it the mother-to-son relationship. But then you have what's known as the co-cycle. And the co-cycle is a system of, of control. I think they call it the grandparent cycle. So in looking at the co-cycle, you have fire controls metal, metal controls wood, wood controls earth, earth controls water, water controls fire. So again, it's just everything is interconnected, interrelated. So if one system gets weak, eventually all of your body systems are going to get weak. And the idea is that you support different systems to build up the other systems. So my example here, metal. Metal is directly supported by earth. So I'm going to eat a lot of foods that support and strengthen the metal element, but I'm also going to eat foods that strengthen my earth element, which is the stomach and the spleen. And in addition, since fire, which is for my heart and my small intestine, controls metal, are you confused yet? I'm going to eat a lot of foods that support the fire system, the, the fire element as well. I keep interchanging element and system, forgive me. Like I said, I'm an amateur here, but I think this is important, and if you're interested in this stuff, it makes a lot of sense. And there's some other systems out there that work on uh, nine body systems, the A plus B plus C approach, um, and it's similar. It has you know your digestive system, your circulatory system, your... Um, uh, what's the other one? Your central nervous system, your skeletal system, your muscular system. There's all different systems in the body. It's identified nine uh, different systems, your endocrine system, your glandular system. And it's the same idea is that different systems support each other and they all work together. So instead of diagnosing saying, I have a headache, you look at all of your symptoms and you say, okay, well, this means I most likely have an imbalance in this system. You may have an imbalance in three or four systems, and the goal is to find which system is the causing agent for the other imbalances in those systems. So this is the holistic approach. And it's not just, well, let me eat this food today, and I'm going to feel better. It's lifestyle changes. They say, you know, the original term for doctor, doctor originally meant teacher. And this is my frustration. I would go in to get, when I used to go to the doctor, I'd go in for a physical, my doctor three minutes check my height check my weight ask me like three questions oh, you look good clean by health take drop your pants cough and i'm out of here 
Like, what the heck was that, man? Like, nothing. Unless I said, hey, doc, I'm feeling good. They'd always say, oh, I had this new drug. Why don't you give this a try? And they would give me free samples of drugs. Like, that's not healthcare. That's not wellness care. That's a business. That's real quick not worrying about what's going on in your life to take care of your body. But that's the mindset we need to get out of. And we need to get into a newer mindset. And traditional Chinese medicine may not be the, right, the route for you. There's other holistic approaches uh, that you can take. This just happens to be the one that I'm studying right now. My point being is we need to look at our health holistically and start treating to strengthen the systems that are weak instead of taking a pill to reduce a symptom. Because all your, that, that doesn't change the fact that my liver may not be producing enough bile to support digestion in my stomach, which causes a, a whole ripple effect of problems throughout my body, stress, anxiety, uh, fatigue, uh, you know, susceptible to disease and, and cold and flu-like symptoms. And, you know, the list goes on and on and on. So something as simple as brittle nails can be an indication of a weakened system somewhere. I don't know which one it is, but I do remember reading that in the hodgepodge of stuff I've been studying over the last couple of months. I hope not all over the place here. I hope this makes, I hope this is at least a little less muddy for you if, you, if, this, if you're new to this. And I promise the resources I'm going to share explain it a lot better than I can. I just wanted to share my experiences with it because, again, I really believe that, well, this is revolutionary because this, if we can learn the basics, then I think we can start being more responsible for our own health, our own wellness care. And we might get to a point where we say, you know what, I need to go to a professional and you go see a, a practitioner of traditional Chinese medicine and they can better diagnose you. Now, they use a variety of ways to diagnose somebody. It's not just going down a list. They look at your overall appearance and they're looking at different colors in your face because they, they say different colors, as we know, different colors correspond with different elements. If your face is pale, uh, you know, maybe you have an excess of metal in your body or if your face is red and flushed, you have an excess of fire in your body. Um, you know, and that's just one indicator. So looking at that, there's apparently a ton of information on looking at different parts of the tongue which correspond to different parts of your body. I'm throwing a lot of information at you Again, I can't explain it super duper well, but different areas for you to go in and look at. But they, they can spend a ton of time looking at your tongue. Is there a color of, on your tongue? Is there a coating on your tongue? Is it thick? Is it thin? Are there ridges on your tongue? Are there no ridges on your tongue? Um, you know, is different parts of your tongue have a brighter redness than other parts because different parts of your tongue correspond to different body systems and different body elements. So there's just a whole bunch of different clues they go through just from the tongue alone. They look at smells. Do you have different smells coming from your body? Is it bitter? Is it sour? Is it sweet? Is it pungent? Those different types of odors correspond with imbalances in different body systems, different elements of the body. And then they, they listen to your voice. Are you speaking loudly? Are you speaking softly? Does it have a rich timbre? Does it, is it hoarse? Is it, so all these different sounds. And they take all of that holistic data from looking at you and talking with you and gathering information, plus they take what you tell them about your physical symptoms, and then they're able to make an accurate diagnosis. So what I did, amateur hour, just going down a list and saying, hey, here's the symptoms that I am aware that I'm experiencing, is minor compared to what a, a practitioner would be doing to actually diagnose you. But again, I'm trying to learn a different path, and this is how I'm starting out. This is how you learn. So if this is something that you're interested in, again, I'd say first, read the resources that I'm going to share. And I suggest taking the course that I took. Um, it, it was it was informative. It was just a general overview. Uh, but it was a good starting point in understanding the body systems. 
And if you start to understand that, then just pick, I'd say try to evaluate yourself. Identify where you're deficient and start learning about the foods that support that body system. It's not going to be, oh, I take this one food every day and I feel better within minutes. Now, I I must say though, I'm going to kind of contradict myself here. Yesterday, I started eating more foods that support the lungs, the, um, I'm sorry, the metal element, white rice, onions, ginger, spices and herbs, which are things that I usually eat regularly anyway, so that I had it on hand, it wasn't difficult for me, but I up my onion intake, definitely, my, you know, it's affecting my breath, definitely, but it is what it is, and I did, I felt, I felt better right away, and I, I stepped up my yoga game, because I had, I've been so tired from, you know, the baby and from stress, I, I hadn't done yoga in a week, so I made sure I've been doing yoga, uh, and I, I started stepping up my exercises, just more push-ups and pull-ups and stuff throughout the day, like I used to do at the beginning of the summer, and I had gotten away from, because they rec- they also incorporate chi, energy, your life force, taking walks, doing yoga, doing tai chi, meditating, things that increase the level of chi in your body, your level of energy in your body, because that is an important aspect of traditional Chinese medicine, of healthcare, of wellness, of healing. That's the essence of most of the stuff I talk about on the show. Just goes by different names. You know, I I refer to it as the electromagnetic field that comes from your heart, but chi is that life force, that energy. That's what Reiki is. That's what I believe people call the Holy Spirit. That's what that is. And we can increase the flow of that within our bodies. Sometimes we may just have, that's what acupuncture and acupressure does. We have blocked chi in certain areas and doing these movements allows that energy to be freed and to move. I feel so great after I finish a yoga session because I've, I've loosened up the chi. I've got it moving. So, these are things to be mindful of. Uh, this is one of those shows I'm walking away feeling like, oh man, I probably confused the hell out of my listeners, but I, I hope that I didn't. I hope this gives you pause and something to think about. The main takeaways from this is let's start thinking of our bodies in terms of a system. Each system supports other systems. Instead of I'm sick, I take a pill, find out what your ailment is, what your multiple ailments are, and it could be something minor, a rash on your elbow, you know, a patch of dry skin could be an indication of an imbalance in another body system. That's what I'm talking about. We need to look at everything that's going on. And you're going to find that as you start treating yourself holistically and, you know, let food be thy medicine, medicine be thy food, it's that simple, you are going to start feel better, feeling better, and you're taking responsibility for your own health and wellness. I'm not against modern medicine completely. I will rely on them for trauma, but for the other other day stuff, I found I have been able to treat myself. But this is an individual decision that you need to make. And again, if you're dealing with something right now, I'm not saying to give up talking to your doctor because I'm a mere amateur. I don't think I've stressed that enough on this show. So I'll have these links up in the show notes at servicechange.com and it'll definitely be in the newsletter that comes out this Sunday and every Sunday morning so you can start your journey. If you have more information on this, I'd love to hear it. Uh, What's your journey? What are you doing? What's been working for you? What hasn't been working for you? You know, the big thing that I started doing, um, you know, just making my own medicine, you know, every day I I take, I have smoothies every morning. My kids and I, you know, I make smoothies with with spinach and bananas and fruits and vegetables and and other, a whole bunch of other healthy stuff. And I make what's called hot medicine. And this is a great cold and flu remedy, but it's also great just to overall support multiple systems within your body. And it's garlic, it's ginger, um, 
cayenne pepper. I put in jalapeno pepper because the caps come in there because it's hot. Uh, what else? And, and a bunch of apple cider vinegar. So it's got stuff, you know, probiotics. It's supporting multiple body systems, antiviral, antifungal, antibacterial. It's got all this great stuff that's in it. I take it once a day just to overall support my body. But then when I'm sick, uh, you know, I'll take a dose every three hours to flush it out of my system. And I find within two to three days, my symptoms are completely gone. I'm not treating the, the symptoms, so to speak. I'm supporting my body systems. And that's the mindset we need to have. Support the body systems to strengthen our body so our body can heal itself, not mask the symptoms. I know you may feel a lot better when you mask the symptoms, but you really need to let your body heal. And I've been doing this for several years now. When I first started doing it, I didn't know as much. And again, I would think, well, I'm sick. I'm drinking this tonic and it's not working. I still feel like crap. Well, now I'm at the point where all I need to do is up my dose when I'm sick now because my body is a lot stronger at fighting off infection. My immune system is better. So now I do feel quicker results when I start taking, uh, upping my doses of these natural remedies, these herbs and these foods and things of that nature. So we can get there. It takes a little bit of work. It took a lot of experimentation myself um, of being sick, refusing to take things like Tylenol. And, and I'm talking cold and flu sick, not like I'm dying, I need to go to the hospital sick. I don't want anybody killing over and dying because you're going, that is so not to take medicine. I stopped taking the ibuprofen. I stopped taking the Tylenol. I stopped taking Sudafed and all that other stuff. And I started suffering through so I could explore what exactly am I feeling, what foods will support this until I found something that worked. So I'd wait until I got sick and I'd say, all right, well, here's the next thing on my list that I wanted to try. And I started incorporating it and I eventually found, well, you can't just take it when you're sick. You got to eat healthy more regularly. And I'm not saying I always eat healthy. I do cheat from time to time and that's okay. But that's where we need to move towards. So again, I hope you found this beneficial. You know, I think it's important to my show to what I talk about because I'm asking us to be mindful because I think that we have this great potential getting back to the psychic stuff and the conscious stuff. It's more difficult to access the power of our intuition and the psychic connection that we have to everything when our bodies are filled and clogged with all this other crap, all this other garbage, or we're not feeling well, we're feeling depressed, we're feeling sick, we have physical pain. It takes away from our ability to just relax the mind and focus and connect with everything else that's out there. So we need to be mindful of our bodies and treat our bodies well. This is a machine. We're going to keep this as a well-oiled machine because when the body's working better, we can get our minds working better, we get our spirits working better. You know, everything is inner connected. If one system's off, the other two will be sure close behind to fall off and fail as well. I think I've beat this up enough. Uh, again, please check out the links. Sign up for the secret newsletter at serviceofchange.com. And you also get free access to read I Am Human and We Are Not Who We Think We Are that starts the journey down the rabbit hole as it prepares us for food for the archons. Still working on it, still in the editing process. I feel like I say that every week. I can't wait to get this book done. It'll be out soon, my friends. Thank you for your patience. Thank you for your continued support of myself and the show. If you haven't done so, please hit that like button. Hit that share button. It really helps. The show is growing, but I'd like it to grow faster, uh, obviously. But So please continue to support the show by hitting that like and that share button. I really would appreciate it. Have a great week, those in the path of the hurricane. Please stay safe. There is no shame in leaving the area. 
better that you be alive than you be stuck in the path of that destructive storm. Have a wonderful week, my friends. I'll be back next weekend. I'm Dennis Nappy, the second with Service of Change. This has been the Seeker Podcast, where small changes among the masses can have a massive impact around the world. I encourage you to be that change. Never stop questioning. Keep open mind. Thank you. Oh, my God.